Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black millennial women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Fem Noir Files. KB, what's popping? It's popping. It's a lot of stuff popping, and I just know it's popping. That's all I know. Lord. That's my story, okay. and I'm sticking to it. Okay, girl. <laughs> How you feeling? It's mixed emotions, and I know we'll get into it. Yes. I'm definitely excited about some things coming up. Like, I just went into this zone last night where I'm literally, I don't know if you checked out. Oh, I sent it to you. The Wale NPR Tiny Desk performance. I got so excited about it because I I really like Wale. I have a friend who does not like him at all, but I really like him. And so that put me in a mood. And then I started listening to other Tiny Desk performances like, I think it was Erica Badu's. I listened to her and Daniel Caesar. Like, I was just going through old ones. Oh, and T-Pain. If you, have you listened to the T-Pain one? I haven't, but I heard it's good. Yo, it's good. And I've listened to it before, but I literally just, like, was listening to videos of last night and just, like, listening to music. So I'm totally excited about the music, you know, finding new artists, all that kind of stuff as I continue to prepare for shows and stuff. So... That's what I was doing. Of course, by the time this airs, I would have come back from Florida. But oh, Lord, <laughs> have mercy. I get a we break. will hear all that story Girl, next week, child. I hope it's good stories. <laughs> I hope so, too. All this, all the stuff you've gone through to get there. Uh-uh, don't do that. I'll put my business out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. But of course, you know, mixed emotions and also kind of thinking about life. And I think when things like, you know, what happened to Kobe Bryant happened, you mm-hmm. always kind of start reevaluating and just kind of contemplating. But I think it was some on-time messages, even from my pastor, that really helped to put some things in perspective. So how you feeling? Um, I'm good. Wait, first of all, we got to address we missing one-third we, of the crew. We are missing one-third of the crew. Actually, she'll be joining us later. Yes. <laughs> so listeners, she's not going nowhere. She had to handle some business, and you know we support handling business. So yes. we was like, we'll catch you at the end. So she will be joining us later. So Suge will be in the building. Yes. Yeah. But to answer your question, it's funny that you you mentioned music and everything like that. For some odd reason, I've been on this Afrobeats kick lately. Oh, yeah. That's a nice beat, though. So, yeah. Like, nice. just listening to, like, the playlist and stuff that iTunes has, especially with there not being any school the past two days. So... Oh, I'm jealous. Girl, well, no, I've been at work. Oh, yeah, the I saw you said been, yes, professional the, development. Yes. That means no work. That means y'all ain't no, no, working. No, 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 no. I'm working. Like, it's admission season. I'm looking at applications. So, like, um, yesterday I put grades in. I emailed my students and their parents and was like, it's the end of the semester. If you have anything that's missing, you have X amount of days to give it to me before you get a zero. I don't want to hear none of them stories of them parents trying to call you up and trying to get a favor. Girl. Because how about my child trying to get her little favor slid in? She didn't... She. Listen, I literally thought about you. It's like, oh my God, this is what Elle goes through. So Mm -hmm. she had auditioned for the school play. 
Mm-hmm. Evidently, a lot of kids audition for it, mm-hmm. and they have a waiting list, meaning you ain't make it. She found out today, and I was like, Kay, did you make it? And she was like, no, I got put on a waiting list. And so then she, we get home, and I'm talking to her, and she's like, Miss B knows me. Why didn't she just get me in the play? <laughs> Are you literally asking for a hookup? Like, I say, okay, uh, you can't, like, bypass people and, like, just get on because of who you are. She has to give equal opportunity. I said, you're the youngest. You have another year to try out. The older mm-hmm. kids, they're, like, about to leave the school, so they don't have another chance. So once I said that, she kind of chilled. And I made a, I picked up ice cream for her, so she all right. Aw, that's good. Anyway. But, so, yeah, so the past two days while I've been putting in grades and looking at applications, I have been listening to Afrobeats. So, like, the playlists that are on iTunes. I also played Jadena's album today, which I love, 85 to Africa. That's a good one. That's yes. a good one. And then Rotimi's album. Um, I can't get over his name. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't do that. His parents are Nigerian. That's part of his culture. Oh, that really Don't, is? Yes, girl. I didn't Lord, know that. Missing. Thank you for educating me on that one. You're welcome. So his latest album is titled Walk With Me. And it's more like an EP than like a full album. But you know so, what? Power messed me up for him, too. Well, a lot of people don't like him because of who he plays on TV. Yeah. Just like the boy, what's his name? Michael Rainey Jr. that plays, what's that boy's the name? Boy? The boy? The yes. Kid? Oh, Tariq. Yeah. Tariq, yeah. Yeah. See, he was getting death threats. It's like people, it's a, it's a TV show. You ain't, you didn't no. see that article? Girl, people were calling him and sending him death threats. Now that's extreme. And like social media. And I'm like, he's an actor. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are we doing? It's well, a TV that, show. That means he was doing an excellent job is what that means. Bro. Bruh. Seriously? Bruh. <laughs> Seriously. That's too much. Clearly. It is too, too much. much. It's team too much. I agree with you. Right. So what where are we slipping on today, KB? Where well, are we drinking? I'm already drinking, clearly. Right. A little Pinot Noir tonight. You know, I'm trying oh. to do it sexy and shit. You okay, trying to get ready for your trip? Possibly. Uh, okay, don't, girl. don't be fucking up situations, okay? Listen, I'm not. Not at all. And you can and, be grown and sexy anywhere you go. It's a state of mind. I, I Thank you. And, You're welcome. Um, having a little, little pound cake, a little special pound cake over here. Lord have mercy. Mm. I was just saying the other day I needed some. Actually, today I was saying I needed something sweet. So I got a lemon drop cookie from Panera. Have mm. you had one of those? No. It's so good. Well, I'm it's wasting like, calories. See, I'm wasting calories on something that's meaningful. Whatever. Probably because I've been doing so good the past two and a half weeks. Yeah, the cheat day. I did have a cheat day, and okay. I had a cookie today. Okay. It was so good. That's all right. That's so, all yes. right. I needed something to get my spirits back intact, especially with this recent passing. And I know everyone's been talking about it. Girl. It's been, you know, everywhere. And at some point, it's probably going to die down. But it's things like this. I feel like you just, you know, we just did the episode on... I'm losing a parent. Yeah. Yeah, y'all check that out if you can. It's uh, called Flowers Now. And I think one of the things I remember saying is that sometimes people forget, like, they'll be all into someone passing. And then as time goes, you forget about that person. But that they're still dealing with that. And you guys still deal with that every day. So yes. I just, I guess I think about that. And so I know time has probably passed by now, but it's just something to think about. So anything you want to say about this recent helicopter crash? I do. So it's funny because the day that it happened, I was at brunch for a friend of mine and someone 
you know, saw it on their phone and mentioned it. And we were like, oh, that's not true. And then once we realized it was true, there were, of course, all these extra reports about who else was on the helicopter um, and all these rumors sort of swirling around until the eight other passengers were confirmed. But also, when I talked to my dad about it, I didn't talk to my dad until the next day, until Monday. And he and I had just had a conversation on Sunday about like life lessons. Cause my dad is very big on just because you're grown doesn't mean that I still can't teach you things for sure. So we had a very like meaningful and heartfelt conversation on Sunday morning. Mm. So when I talked to him on Monday, like I could tell, like it hit, it affected him. Mm. And in the sense of, you know, the conversation that we had just had And he was like, and I'm the father of a daughter and I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you know, I know what that is like, that relationship between a father and a daughter. And honestly, like listening to him kind of teared up a little bit from talking to him. And it's very rare. I feel like my dad is vulnerable with me, you know, that he lets me see his softer side. So that kind of like hit me in the gut a little bit. But, you know, we talked about it, not too much, but he was like, once he heard about it on Sunday, like he turned his phone off yeah. um, and didn't talk to anybody. You know, it's just rough. So I'm just going to pray for, you know, Vanessa and their girls and Kobe's parents. Because we also talked about this before. Like, it's one thing to bury your parent. You expect to do that before a parent's have to bury their child. Like, that's just something unimaginable. Yeah. And... You know, just their girls, like I said, his parents, his sisters, you know, just their whole extended family, like just and not even just the Bryants, but the other families affected as well. Exactly. Because no one is really talking about the other seven people who perished. And I found a a very interesting comment about that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no problem. Someone had mentioned and this is one other thing I've realize and I kind of knew it but I don't really be on Twitter so I don't really Mm -hmm. watch people's comments and for some reason like the last couple days I've been kind of watching people's comments I don't know I just for some reason decided to watch them people are very fucking cruel yes I guess like bringing up his stuff from 2000 no and just saying who cares like I have seen some of the most horrible comments in Mm -hmm. response to him dying I was not a Kobe Bryant fan I'm gonna be very clear and the only reason really was I'll be honest everyone wanted to compare him to Michael Jordan and I'm like no Michael Jordan is the best and you're not going to compare him. But, you know, of again, course. and, you know, so I wasn't never a really big fan of him, but you cannot take away the fact of human life and being a father and being a, you know, a husband. Like, I'm not going to take that away. So you still can empathize when something like this happens to anyone. Absolutely. And again, I'm with you. I immediately was thinking about all the other people because I know we're only talking about Bryant. But one thing I saw someone write on their um, post which I thought, again, was kind of rude, but I got it. Mm-hmm. He was like, stop saying, and we need to not forget about the other people on the plane. No one has an emotional connection to everybody else on the plane. While that may be true, as a human being, you can still empathize even if you did not know them. Absolutely. Anytime I see an accident or anything, even if I don't know that person, it does not matter. It does not take away the human factor of just empathizing god dog so while i get that people have a connection 
with Bryant because they've seen him play and you have no connection to the coach and his wife that was on that plane and no relationship to there were two other kids on that plane. There I sure get were. it. Another thing I think that really helped me. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, oh, baby. It was a female coach. It was his assistant coach. And then no, the I'm sorry, the two, coach. Oh, the baseball the baseball. Coach. I'm talking about the baseball yes, coach and the his baseball wife. Coach and his wife yeah. and their daughter. Yeah. And then another parent and her daughter. Yeah. And then his and then the and assistant Kobe's coach. assistant coach yeah. and the pilot. Yeah. yeah. No, I was talking about the male coach and his wife. Gotcha. So, yes, you know, yeah, you see how she tried to correct me, y'all? Okay. Don't no, be no. like that. <laughs> I'm going to be nice because I'm sad tonight. <laughs> but the point is, one of the things my pastor was saying is that we try to read into things. Like, you know, I know we saw the articles about why he preferred to travel by a helicopter. Sometimes it's just your time. Mm-hmm. And even though we don't agree with things, and I just saw a video someone posted where he, I guess it was an accident in L.A. and he got out the car. I don't know if you saw that one, but... Got out the car and stayed with the person who was in the accident. He wasn't in an accident, but he just was mm-hmm. there to comfort. You know, you wonder why sometimes certain people leave this earth, what we feel to be too early. But there's a purpose in everything. And we just mm-hmm. have to remember that. So while it's so sad, we know something good is going to have to come out of this. Right. Whether And I know even for my little group, me and my text message groups that I'm in, People are like, I love you. And a good thing is that they do say that from time to time. So it's not like only because of this. But I think mm-hmm. it made them say it a little bit more that day. Right. And I think, you know, just kind of, again, reflecting and understanding that we're on this earth for a short time period. And we don't right. know the day nor the hour. So right. I think that's something I can definitely take away. Absolutely. I'm with you on that, KB. So did you hear about this police officer in Miami? No, but the dang on title got me. <laughs> Girl. So his name is Javier Ortiz. And he is a police captain with Miami Police Department who is now on administrative leave. Well, he's suspended because during a city commission meeting, he claimed that he was a black male. With a last name Ortiz? Yes. Well, he now, was going to be Honduras. I know he was going to be Dominican or something. I can't stand you. But the thing is, is that clearly Ortiz sounds know, Puerto Rican. So, it is, but we know that there are Puerto Black, Ricans Puerto and Hispanics, yeah. yes, with African roots. However, when he applied for his job in early in the early two thousands, he said that he was a white Hispanic male on his application. Baby, they be killing me. Go ahead. So now he is trying to say during this meeting. That he is a black male, Ortiz said, according to the Miami Herald, yes, I am, and I am not Hispanic. So Ortiz, the former president of the city's police union, claims he had black ancestry while citing the one-drop rule, insinuating that anyone with a single an- with a single black ancestor is a person of color. <laughs> so yes, but he also I'm not even gonna say nothing. Right, but he nothing. also is this is an outspoken cop who was criticized for calling 12 year old Tamir Rice a thug after he was shot by a Cleveland officer in 2014. Wow. Yep. My friends know how I feel about Tamir Rice. Like that was like the last time that I viewed like a police shooting like on purpose like because you know a lot of things are videoed like you know Tamir Rice's shooting was recorded 
Felino Castile was recorded and just a lot of other things that happened with black people in law enforcement that were put on the news and put on TV to, to sexualize their deaths. And after I saw this, actually, I don't even think I tried to see the Tamir Rice video on purpose. I think it just showed up on the TV one day while I was watching it. And I was just like, I don't even want to watch stuff like I can't that. can't do this. People try to send me that Kobe Bryant helicopter video. I'm not watching that. No, why? Why? No, nope. It's no purpose nope. in that. But I'm nope. sorry. Go ahead. I don't even, No, you're fine. So to me, like you are going to call a 12-year-old who was playing in the park a thug and then claim to be African-American. Like, Javier Ortiz, you suck. Yeah. Moving right along. Right. So hopefully he gets fired at some point. Maybe he'll mess up if they ever fire these people. But that's another story for another day. (laughs) So Joshua Norman was 26 years old and he was found hanging in a cell in Mississippi State Penitentiary. He is the 12th man this year to have been murdered or supposedly have committed suicide in a jail in Mississippi. And that's just for the month of January. Right. Like just this year, Mm -hmm. like in 2020. Mm -hmm. So for the month of January, he's a 12th inmate. That's crazy. Already in 2020. Crazy. I just found out about this story when you guys alerted me. Then I ended up hearing another reading on it. I do know that wing that they opened up there, they actually closed it. Mm-hmm. And so that's one good thing. But this is absolutely crazy. But they say they're really in like inhumane conditions in this particular prison. Mm-hmm. So what in the hell? They said the guards are like abusing the, the inmates. Mm-hmm. When are the guards going to start wearing body cameras? Like, I feel like at this point, we probably need them to wear body cameras. If we're what asking the we police do? officers to do it on the outside... Why are they not doing it on the inside, especially well, where these people are here? Right. Well, you know, in most states, the Department of Corrections is different from the police department. Yeah, so I that's know. one thing. Big old money thing, maker. Go ahead. Right. So with Khalif Browder, I think a lot of people forget about him because in his story because he was in Rikers. Mm-hmm. Also for a crime he didn't commit, they ended up letting him go after he had already been in jail for what two or three years. Yeah. And he had spent a lot of that time in solitary confinement. And we've seen video of not only the guards abusing him, but also allowing other prisoners to abuse him and beat him up. And that's why they ended up eventually closing Rikers. So I wonder if Mississippi is going to do the same with Parchman. Yeah, they ended up closing one one ward one uh, area that it had opened up. But yeah, I guess we have to see. Or you really go in. the whole jail. You need, to clo- you need to go in there and clean house. Y'all need to get those those guards that are in there out of there. New leadership. People need to have on cameras. It needs to be a lot done. But anyway. Sure, but they're not going to spend their money on that. They're no. just going to spend all that money. To get more inmates. in their pockets. Exactly. To get more inmates. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so I know you are not a big Twitter fan. And I am not either. <laughs> However, those Twitter people is like they pussies. Can I say that? Why? That's because they nice. say stuff. No, I'm saying the ones that have these real negative ass comments on Twitter. I told you I just been like watching people's tweets. They are like Twitter bullies, and they not go. They the bitches that ain't gonna say none of this stuff to nobody face. Okay, well, sorry. Moving along. <laughs> well, everybody is a social is a bully on the computer as long until you come face to face. And then they can't back up what they said. But that's a story for another day. So a few years ago, did you hear about this sort of Twitter thread 
by this girl called named Zola. No. So she lives in Detroit and she basically started off a series of tweets titled this bitch is why we fell out. Let me tell you a story of how this bitch and I fell out on Twitter. <laughs> and she basically you shared, need to refill my glass. Go ahead. You may need to. So she basically started this Twitter thread about how she met this white girl at her job in Detroit. Like she was a waitress and this girl was like, Oh, if you want to make some money, my boyfriend and I are going to Tampa for the weekend. Do you want to come with us? And she was like, sure. Okay, I'll go. And it ended up being a story of debauchery and almost kidnapping and a pimp. And like, it was wild. Like it was so like, I'm going to have to send you the thread so you can read it. But the story is wild. So in any event, they made this, her story into a movie and it premiered at Sundance this year. She black? So, yes. Wow. So it stars Taylor Page as Zola and Riley Key. I don't know who that is or Co. I don't know who she I feel like I should know who she is, but I don't know her. You always know random ass actresses and actors. I know. Go well, ahead. Taylor Page was on Hit the Floor, which is like one of my favorite shows on VH1. Never heard of her. Or you well, I don't think Hit the Floor is like your cup of tea. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> But it was basically about like this basketball team called the LA Devils. And it was about their dance team and the basketball team. Hmm. I liked it. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now. in any event, <laughs> I can't wait until Zola is actually like released in theater so we all can see it. Because I feel like this is gonna be a fucking great movie. <laughs> so I'm excited. I the listen, the tweets will have you like engaged and like wanting to know what's happening. Like she's a good storyteller. And a lot of people actually thought that her tweets weren't real, that she was making the whole thing up. Did somebody but go to jail? No one went to jail. Then are the tweets really real? The tweets are real, but she didn't use people's names. She used like aliases, but she did share a picture of her and the girl. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see the movie. Well, speaking of kidnapping and debauchery, I don't know. Oh, Lord. So I know everyone's been talking about this. Uh, It kind of died down when the Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj battle kind of was going back and forth. This is when I first found out that Nicki Minaj's brother had been accused of raping his stepdaughter so now of course like you were saying l when we were you know talking about this beforehand you were like i thought this is old why is this coming back up well he was found guilty in 2017 he did try to appeal saying that one of the jurors were you know kind of coerced or something like that something was up with the juror uh he was trying to get off from that the judge ruled in october of 2019 that everything is copacetic And then just uh, in late January, you'll see that he actually was sentenced to 25 years for raping his stepdaughter. 25 years to life. To life. Sorry. Yes. And, you know, his story is that the mother tried to shake him down for 25 mil. And the young lady who was 11 when it started, supposedly, um, I guess I can say it happened because he was found guilty, but mm-hmm. I was about to say allegedly. But anyway, when it happened, uh, they said in one instance, the little brother walked in and she told her little brother not to say anything. So 
the judge, they uh, in the articles are even saying that he was like, you did it. <laughs> like, I guess he had held his mouth the whole trial, right? And then mm-hmm. ended up saying, you did it, and you're going to serve time for it. So, I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. One of the things was they said the juror, which he was trying to get off from, supposedly this juror had made a comment saying because Nicki Minaj was not there to testify in person, he must have done it. So that got nothing to do with her, though. It doesn't. That's a very good point. That's him. It is. It is. People kill me, man. So now you're going to just reflect and put that on her. Yeah. That's nothing to do with her. Yeah. He is a completely separate person and makes his own decisions, however good or or bad they may be. That's all on him. There's nothing to do with her. Yeah. And I just thought that was So you know how his name is Mirage? Yes. Uh, I thought it was funny because the mama last name is Minaj. And I know yes. that their real name is Mirage. So I said, did this chick really change her last name or match up with her daughter's stage name? She may have, child. I well, she know. she made a comment in the uh, thing saying that they will be appealing. So I guess with Nicki Good Minaj with money, that. I guess so. But, but is she paying for that, though? I said with Nicki Minaj money, they must be appealing. Oh. I mean, that's her brother. We just did an episode on siblings, you know, sister to sister. But Pause. I, <laughs> I don't have any siblings, but I don't know if I could contribute my money to sister cousin for something like that. Mm-mm. I have to be like, sister cousin, you on your own, homie. I don't know if I can support this. Was they really? I'm sorry, I'm eating this, but I don't care. So I can... <laughs> Feel All good. in the microphone. I know. I was just saying, like, oh, I think I'm loud. Oh. Okay, sorry. But anyway. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> yes, I agree. But if you really think your brother is innocent, like, maybe you really can't fathom that this guy could really do this. I don't, I don't know. know. And we've heard of cases where people have lied and people have tried to blackmail. Like, you heard of these cases. So maybe in their heads, they really think he is innocent. So for some reason... When they mentioned Nicki Minaj, I was thinking about, what's our friend named Safari? Yes. Him and, and how he just married Erica Mena. Yeah. I think but they got married a while ago because I think that was just because it's on the show now. I think them, them heifers been married and they just showing it. I think they got married in October. Okay. okay. That's when they got married. However, I didn't realize that Nicki Minaj and Safari dated for like 14 years. I knew it was a long time. I didn't know how long, but I knew it was a long time. Like, I knew that much. Just like Chrissy and Jim. I don't understand why we together for this long ass period of time. Listen, listen. But ain't nobody in the dip set getting listen, ain't nobody in the dip set getting married. I think Joel's didn't marry Cambella, did he? No, he did before he went in, into jail. I but if he old. hadn't gone to jail though, she wouldn't have got no uh wedding license. I didn't want to say it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'll say it. Okay. If he wasn't going to jail, would they have gotten married? I don't know. Questions that need answers. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> so, yes. So, this story is about a year old, but I'm going to bring it back up. Oh, wait. Cause you started, don't do this before. <laughs> I know. But it started, because I was like, this don't seem quite right. But somebody started circulating it on my social media pages. Oh, so, yeah. I picked it up. Okay. So, Chrisette Michelle, I used to love her. Me too. Like I had her, I bought her first two albums. Like I would sing her songs in the car at work. So I never saw her perform live, but a lot of people would say she was like my celebrity lookalike between like her and Jill Scott. I would get that a lot, Mm. especially when I cut my hair. 
Hmm. Can you see that a little bit? She do bit? got them big eyes. Yeah. I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you was in the bug out crew. You know you I was know. in the bug out crew. I was. I was. So. What is it? I just never thought about that kind of. <laughs> okay, I sorry. I can't stand you. <laughs> I just hit me like, wait a minute. <laughs> I cannot stand you. But I was thoroughly disappointed with her when she decided to sing at one of Donald Trump's inaugural balls. So wait, pause. I just want to mention that this article is talking about Glenside PA when they, she came to the Keswick Theater, uh, which is out right outside of Philadelphia. It's yes. hilarious, actually, by my house. It's hilarious because I remember this show and I remember my friends and I talking like, no, we're not going to see her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, go. No, you're fine because, like, the thing she was saying that her thought was that her performing at his ball would sort of be a bridge to bring people together, even after her fans, her collaborators, her management, even her husband told her not to do it. Is that her why she divorced did it anyway. Is that why she divorced him? They got together? Perhaps. Okay, go. But she still did it. She didn't listen to him. So basically, she, I guess, sort of had some not so good things happen afterwards. So she lost her record deal. Radio station stopped playing her music. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and had a miscarriage. Oh, I know that. Yeah, she, I didn't either. She also, which is why I was like, oh, we need to talk about this. So she was diagnosed, like I said, with bipolar disorder and had a miscarriage that she publicly attributed to stress from death threats and a hydrant of criticism. But now, or at least last year, child, I don't know if she's still doing it in 2020, but she was trying to rebuild her career and sort of start over again by mentoring other Black women and focusing on her mental health and making sure that she uses her social media platforms to call on followers to vote. Okay. She don't need to mentor anybody. (laughs) Here's my commentary. Because she don't. Because clearly she don't know how to get good advice. Secondly, I think I told you the story, but I had gone to Essence Festival. This was probably maybe four or five years, about four years ago, maybe. It was was before this Trump thing happened. So maybe about four or five years ago, I had gone to Essence Festival. And coming back to Philly... She actually, we were both in first class. And it was so funny because I... Really? Yo, listen, I... You know, we were waiting to get on the plane. And, you know, I don't like to be mingling with the commoners and shit. I hate you so much. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Okay, so sorry. Back up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I had been in Admiral's Club. (laughs) So I, uh, you know, went to the plane and it's time to board. I didn't see her at first, but then I saw somebody bring attention to her and then my friend that I was with, you know, we were about to get on the plane. We were sitting separately since I was, you know, I got an upgraded to first class. And it was so funny because I switched my seat. I was going to be on the aisle seat mm-hmm. and I like to sit on the window. So right. I was going to be like the first row in the aisle. So I switched my seat, let's say, to the left side window. Mm-hmm. Why was Chrisette on the right side window? Like I literally would have been sitting next to her. Why did you change your seat? I didn't know that. 
Huh. But I'm kind of glad because you know I ain't want to like be pressed on her. And I saw how she she did take a picture with a lady who like went up to her. But you can mm-hmm. just tell she didn't really want to be bothered. And mm-hmm. then when we got on the plane, you know, I kind of like smiled and like did a little nod, and she did a little nod back, but it wasn't really warm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. She nodded at you, so you wouldn't talk about her on your future podcast and say she was an itch with a B in front of it. Oh, was that was that was for? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> well, you should have you know, been a little more friendly. I can't. But you know how like some celebrities try to, you know, behave a certain way because they don't want yeah. people to talk about them badly. Yeah. But also I'm like She didn't do a good job. I can't stand it. It wasn't like but, a real nod. It was like a look and slight, like, I don't know. Anyway. Like a condescending smile? Not a condescending smile, but just like a smile because I have to halfway smile at you. Okay, otherwise you're going to call me a bitch? Basically. And I wouldn't gotcha. call her no bitch. I'd be like, she not really trying to talk. But anyway. Okay, well, some pe- not everyone's like that, KB. So thank you for being a little empathetic yeah. and understanding. Well, so like can- I say, it, it did ruin her little situation, though. It did. So, I mean, I hope she bounces back. I don't know how she can bounce back, but we'll see what happens. I don't know either, but... The man of the hour, who's the oh, reason Lord. why she is where she is in, DT, DT. <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. Do we? Well, actually, we do need to do the story because I'm really trying to understand what the Supreme Court ruling means. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm trying, like, I'm so confused. So this is kind of what it is in a nutshell, right? The Supreme okay. Court is letting Trump administration enforce a rule that lets it block immigrants from getting green cards if they might need government assistance, i.e. Medicaid and food stamps. So you're hearing this being called the wealth test, like the rights groups are saying it's a wealth test because in other words, you can still get a green card if you don't need government assistance. And if That's you, crazy. yeah. And so a lot of people have been kind of weighing in on social media saying, hey, my parents came here on a green card and they did need assistance. But today we're thriving. We're paying taxes like we've given back what we've gotten, like we've gotten on our feet and we mm-hmm. just needed a push. So. You know, it's also a wealth test to say we want people from the caucus mountains to be able to come in. Those are the immigrants that we'll let in. We don't want to let in any of these other groups. Any brown and black any people. Any brown and, and black people. people. And yellow. <laughs> we don't want to let those people in. Wait, who the yellow people? Asian. Oh. So we don't thank you. We don't want <laughs> We don't wanna, <laughs> We don't want to let the other people in. This is only for a particular group that tends to be at the higher end of the, the spectrum. And of course we know a lot of white people are, you know, just as much on welfare as black people are, but what Absolutely. you will hear in the media is that we are. But the right. point is that when it comes to immigrants, a lot of them evidently do get on government assistance because they don't have anything, but then they get on their feet and they start paying taxes and they start contributing to society. Absolutely. So that's what's happening. I'm freaking surprised that the U.S. Supreme Court, like, cleared this. Like, I don't know. I'm just... Well, it was five to four. The decision was a five to four decision. And it was basically done along, like, the five conservative justices yep. and then the four liberal justices. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, and the thing is, and I feel like, especially in our lifetime, we have seen what happens when a certain president puts certain judges on yeah. the bench yeah. and how that changes decisions mm-hmm. that have lifelong 
effects. I don't understand why these people have lifelong appointments. Like, I still can't. It's sort of like the, the pinnacle of, like, if you're a judge, some judges, not all, but that's like the highest achievement if you will I know you can receive I get that but if we're going to vote against party lines and these people are not really being you know what do you call it like if they're not going to be really fair thank you Mm -hmm. like why so it's not like you're putting on people because they can seriously be impartial we know that you're putting certain people on because they vote a certain way and it's crazy because I remember when Obama was in Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big talk how they wouldn't let him pass his Supreme Court person. And they said that they that sure person was didn't. actually a moderate. They weren't even like mm-hmm. to the far, you know, left or whatever. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if there's somebody who can be impartial, like, why not? But anyway, I just think that's crazy. But I also think, well, you know, we probably need a whole segment for just for DT and what's going on with him. But and this, uh, impeachment. And this impeachment shit getting real, closing it arguments is. and all the other stuff happening. But the point is that I just think that it's crazy. And I, I just want to know who Donald Trump mama is. Like, do we ever talk about her, her mama? Well, we know his daddy was a racist in, in Ku Klux Klan. So I have to feel like his so mother. Wait, his daddy was in the KKK? Girl, that's what they was talking. Yes. How did I miss that? No, they have a picture where he was at a Klan's meeting. Oh, Like, Lord. they got a picture of Donald Trump's dad, and I think the mom might have been there. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I know the dad was there, and they have him at a Klan's meeting. I missed that. Okay, there we go. So when you talk about, like, was he on the titty hard, or was his daddy just, I don't know what the daddy like, could have been doing. From, well, definitely his par- his father bailed him out of a lot of situations. Like, we know That's that. That's true. Like, he dodged the draft. Like, he declared bankruptcy. Well, first of all, his dad gave him money when he was young. Mm -hmm. So he's never really had to work for anything. Yeah. And I think that definitely goes to how some boys are nurtured in the sense that they're given everything, where sometimes girls and maybe other boys, but mainly girls, are raised to sort of be strong and independent Mm -hmm. and to get our own things. Yeah. I love that example because I was just thinking about Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea Mm -hmm. Clinton is on her P's and Q's, Mm -hmm. but they have probably raised her to be just that, right? Whereas you have Donald Trump over here that ain't never did nothing for himself, Mm -mm. you know, been given everything. I I think that's a great analogy of like thought process. And I know Suge wants to jump into this conversation And we have DJ here to share the male perspective from being a man and also raising a man. Yeah. And I guess I get to be the resident person since I'm raising a girl. Yes. That (laughs) is true. So we're definitely, we're going to enjoy this conversation. Hey, let's go ahead and bring him in. So ladies, I had a conversation with my cousin the other day because she is the only other girl on um, my mom's side of the family. And we just kind of noticed that there's a difference between how the two of us are treated versus our cousins and brothers. So I was wondering, what do you guys think about the concept of girls being raised and boys being nurtured because I've noticed that we're kind of more independent and self-sufficient whereas the boys in our family is kind of like let's just be real they're hot mess so (laughs) if somebody has to take care of them yeah you know what I'm saying so it's like for instance my cousin one of my cousins lives with me 
And I noticed that his mom will either call or text me trying to, like, check in with him. So, like, if he doesn't answer his phone, she'll just be like, hey, such and such isn't answering his phone. Is he at home? Is he okay? And I'm just kind of like, my mom doesn't do that. Or at least to my knowledge, she doesn't call anybody else and be like, hey, I haven't heard from Suge. Is she okay? Because there's nobody else that she could check in. I guess she could check in with the cousin that lives with me. But she doesn't, like, call him and be like, oh, I haven't heard from her. Is she okay? Did she come home? And it's just like, this man is 35 years old. Why are you still acting like he's five years old? Well, he does live with you. I don't care. But he's still grown. It's like right. a roommate. He's 35 years old. Age-wise, he's grown. Right. But the thing okay. is. Behavioral-wise. Right. Because the thing, the idea is, is that he's not living there so should can take care of him. Right. Like, he's there because he needs, like, as a roommate situation, not as a I'm here to take care of you situation. Right. But you know what I think? I think there had to be a switch at some point because men, from what I know, are taught to, like, be independent, to, like, raise the family, to protect. To protect. I would say all the men in my family, the ones that are my age and a little bit higher, so my brothers, I have uh, two older brothers, and they're like the providers for their family. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that. I know what you're talking about, but I think I've been able to be around the men that have. I do think messages are different. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'll even make you laugh. Like, I have cousins that are in Duval. Well, one of them, he actually lives in um, Atlanta. <laughs> for some reason, like, he's a year older than me, y'all. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm... I'm 38 years old. He right here checking on me and what I'm doing. Sir, sir, mm-mm, yep, yep. I'm good and grown. But he's doing because he cares, right? I, I, I needed that probably when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I don't need that at 38 years Thank old. Thank you. Okay. And you need to trust that I've been raised, that I know right. what to do and how to handle things. Well, when he calls and checks on you, like, what is he asking? Like, what is he checking for? No, he just be like, you know, who you dating and who you talking to. Oh, like, so he oh, in daddy mode. Yeah. yeah. He in daddy mode. I got okay. a daddy. I got, I got one. You know what I mean? Like, I got a daddy. So I think... That it's so funny. I think the messages are different from when we were raised. And I think we, a couple of episodes ago, we had our sisters on and we did the sisterhood episode. Check mm-hmm. that out. Episode 32. I mean, I think that's a great example. Like the things that my sister and I were kind of taught from our mother, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. was really about being able to be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. getting your education, right, just kind of being able to be out on your own and what not to do when it comes to men. Like, I don't know if we got told what to do. We got more told what not, not to, to do. do. Like, don't, don't be fucking out here. Like, save yourself. You better not get pregnant. Like, it was, I got that it was a very scare tactic type yes. of raising. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it really was. Yeah. Right. Like, it really was. And, I mean, it worked for us. And I know it doesn't work for everybody. But right. it actually worked for us. But I know of my other girlfriends who parents were, like, on them really mm-hmm. heavy and they was out here loose as shit. So I think we were kind of raised in more of a middle ground when it mm-hmm. came to stuff like that. But yeah, we were told some of those basic things that I'm sure you guys were told too about men and staying away. Fuck, right. we got told to stay away. So I ended up being more of a tomboy anyway. Like I was mm-hmm. climbing trees and shit. Not so me. That, okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Whereas my sister was probably more the girly one, like, you know, prissy a little bit. I was the one wanting to climb trees and fight and wrestle and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. So it was always more of a homey type of situation when it came to how I dealt with men. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, today I'm very self-sufficient, even though I appreciate the man stepping in and leading. Right. Because we saw that. 
Like okay. we we understood that that was like how it should go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like how you guys like some of the messages that you guys were told as girls and yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you. So I think for me, I definitely because my parents divorced at a young age. Yeah. But I was still taught that a man is supposed to protect and provide yeah. for you. Like your husband is supposed to do that. Yeah. And of course was told, you know, not to get pregnant, you know, before <laughs> marriage. Like Literal. don't have, you know, babies. But also even my mom though, I feel like was very lenient with me. But also because she realized she didn't have to have her foot on my neck because I was going to do what's right because that's how she raised me. But I had a friend whose parents, like when I think about how they treated her and her younger brother. They're three years apart. And they had their foot on her neck. Like, she couldn't do anything. But she also was the person who did kind of okay in school. But she would skip school and sneak boys into the house. That's why. During the school day. Exactly. Because she was wild. Exactly. Well, the thing... I'm, But I'm trying... I've always tried to figure out if she was wild because of their rules. Or if she was just wild. Or she... Well, or if their rules made her wild. If that makes sense. Like was it the rules first and then she rebelled or did or did she rebel gotcha. and then they came up with these rules to try to reel her in. But even when we were seniors in high school and she was like, oh, I want to go to these schools. First, she said she wanted to go to Spelman and they were like, no. And then she was like, no. right. And why? Oh, you want to go to school with a whole bunch of pussies around? I hate you. Morehouse is right across the street. Yeah, only a man would want to do that shit. More, I don't no, I shit. Morehouse is right across the street. And actually, Spelman was, it wasn't high on my list, but I would have gone to Spelman, but Spelman was too expensive yeah, Spelman for me. Yeah, Spelman is a very prestigious school. Yeah, and it's Even right among there in the ABCs. ABCs. Yeah, but it's yeah. in the AUC, so you have Clark and Morehouse there also. But aside from the point, she thought that they told her no because it was too expensive. It was out of state. It was private. So then she was like, oh, maybe College of Charleston. And they still said no. So finally, they were like, oh, well, you can go away to school when your brother graduates from high school. Why do you have to wait for your brother? Exactly. So, I, so again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's because of the behavior that she had when we were in school or if they were just like they, you know, treated her differently. But also, I remember for my birthday one year, like we all went to dinner mm-hmm. and her parents pulled up to make sure we were at the restaurant. I remember looking out of the window and her parents were sitting in the car. So they're overprotective. Yes, Ooh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think she rebelled against that. But just, you know, thinking, and now her brother's about to get married. Like he, wait, did he propose to that girl? Or is he about, I don't remember. But he's about to get married and she's still single. Like she moved back, you know, to our hometown. So I'm just, and he's still you know, in Atlanta where they went to school. And also when they went to Atlanta, they were roommates. So Mm. yeah. Yeah, girl. So it's, so it's just very interesting to see that. But I feel like when it came to me, like my parents, especially my mom, my mom, like I said, was like, let me do what I wanted to do. But she also knew I wasn't wild. I was a good girl. I did the right thing. Yeah. You know, for the most part, there are one or two, you know, little things I did that were, I'm going to take to my grave. But yeah. Oh, taking days to graves? Well, I told a few people because it's funny now. Oh. But I since really start telling people to after my mother passed away, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> so she couldn't find out. <laughs> so <laughs> what brought all of this up is because my dad was really overprotective when I was younger. So it wasn't like I was a bad kid. I just think 
he just was very fearful. He just wanted to make sure that I was okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as I was in the house, I was okay. I couldn't be getting in trouble. So when I was younger, it would just always be like, no, you need to come home. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, I want to spend the night over such and such. A-. No, you need to come home. And then as I got older, he started to loosen up a little bit. But the whole conversation about nurturing versus raise comes about because I'm looking at how me and my cousin turned out. Like Mm -hmm. we're both college educated, working on, like I have a couple of master's degrees. She's working on her master's degree. I own a house. She's working on getting her house. So it's just kind of like, although we're similar in age, all of us, I think the youngest one of us is 34. Mm-hmm. And the oldest is, I think my cousin is 43, 44. Mm-hmm. So like a 10-year age difference. Right. So the girls, on it. You don't have to worry about, like, we're on track. The boys, one is in jail. One is living in my basement. One is, he's married, but he's kind of like mooching. Well, actually, I'll say the other two are married, but I feel like the wife is carrying mm, the, the relationship. Family. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's just, I sure hope they don't hear the podcast. Go ahead. I don't give a damn. No, Shook don't care. I don't. Truth is truth. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, if it weren't for the women in their lives, mm-hmm. where would you be? You know mm, what I'm saying? Gotcha. And then also it's like, so one of my cousins, his father was, um, he was on drugs. So him, I'm kind of like, uh, I kind of. Understand. Yeah, I kind of understand. The other ones, the youngest, my uncle, he liked to party. And then the other two, so the one who lives with me, his dad was very strict. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm kind of like, where why did this you come like from? This? I, I totally believe you can't be too strict. Like, I've seen it go wrong so many times. Like like I said, my friends, like, their parents were super strict, and they was out there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it has to be a bit of a balance where you allow your child to do some things. Right. But then, you know, you still put structure in and they can't do everything. Like when the light, the street lights came on, we had to come home. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the girls and the boys. Like, right, you know, my right. next door neighbor was a guy. Shout out to him. He was a guy. And so we had the same rule when it came to that. I always wanted to know what he was told because my two other bro- older brothers weren't raised with me. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they what were. the difference yeah. is for men and right. what they're told. Right. Right. So I was so glad that you brought this topic, Shug. To our, you know, discussion because I don't know what they're told because right. I and I have a daughter, right? So I can only tell you what I'm teaching her, right? And what I hope to instill later on. So I think it's a perfect time to bring in our guests that we have just to kind of because we don't know what that male perspective is exactly. And so we really wanted someone first who was a man, yes, so we can see what they were told when they were growing up, but yes. then also. A man that has raised or is raising a son successfully, right? And and what are those messages? So we welcome him successfully. That is a question because I don't know. I don't know if I would say successfully. I should say raising is raising a boy or has raised. Yes. Well, shit. Successfully, bitch. They at your house. They own their own. But what are they doing outside of your house? If they can take care of themselves, if they're self-sufficient, yes, and they're not calling me, yes, that. Look, I just wanted us to define successful. Like, what does that mean? I look at success a little different, though. Right. So I would say I look at success differently. For my child, it would definitely be for them to be out on their own, 
surviving on their own, not doing harm to other people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being able to live amongst society and, and contributing to society and living a joyful life, mm-hmm. then to me, that's success. Okay. Right? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter exactly if, I hope she goes to college, but if she does or does not, if she's living in her passion, living in her purpose, mm-hmm. if you're living in your purpose, that's success to me. Yes. Because that way we know that you're taken care of, right? God right. God got you because you're doing what he says do. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's success. You ain't calling me up asking me for no coins. Yes. You yes. ain't at my damn house. Right. I have done my job. Yes. Right. That's what I would say success for me So is. my dad always uses this saying with me. He says that parents give their children two things, roots and wings. Mm. Mm. I love so, that. So root so that if they need to come back home, they can. I don't they want you can. To. But, but not to stay. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I did go home. Like sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Right. Yeah, it does happen. But I didn't have to go home during the residency. When I yes. graduated, I did a one year residency. So right. I did yes. go back home and stay home. And then I literally got married a week later after finishing residency. Yeah. Oh wow. So I get yeah, right. I never stayed on my own until I was thirty two. Yeah. So oh, wow. those are no. we'll talk about that later because that's, a <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> so roots and that so roots so you can have somewhere to go back to and wings mm-hmm. so that you're able to take off and take care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. So let's introduce our guest today so he can he's, join the conversation. He's a, a family member at this point. He's been back time and time again. And welcome, yeah. DJ. Yeah, what up? Go DJ. That's why, my DJ. Why are you to try to sound go cool? DJ. Listen, he been having his bedroom voice on. Look, I've been sitting over here waiting for y'all to introduce me for the last twenty minutes. I fell asleep a little bit. (laughs) Shut the hell up. (laughs) Are you are you ready to go? No, no, I'm not. Well, are you ready to leave? He's trying to say we're boring. No, I'm just saying y'all say. Well, introduce it. Well, wait a minute. Let me talk about this real quick. Well, Uh, no, I was trying to bring you in. L started because I had something to say and I didn't want to be cut off. Okay, go ahead. I said right. it now. It's all about you, DJ. Wait, it's all about no, me. It's no, all not about all about him. Wait a minute, because you're going to take that and run now. Look, we got to put some go. parameters around this. <laughs> oh. Wait, why? Oh, Because we, we can't let you go crazy. What do you mean, let me go crazy? Cause I'm about to drop some insightful bombs. Please do. Please do. Okay, I mean, let's start with some questions first. You have questions? Let's go. What were you told uh, as a young man growing up by your father? So, I mean, I grew up in the, um, in the era where, you know, Beating the children was okay. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, mean, we, we I got all spankings. Were. We was no, no, not spankings. Uh, beating. I said beating the no, children. I never yeah. got beat. <laughs> I, I never, never got beat. Got beat. Fair of God. Nope. It happened to me one time. My daddy beat me one time. That was it. Yeah. Never again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't have to. Lesson learned. Lesson gotcha. learned. Like yeah. My dad, he kind of got me a few times. Right. I mean, you, a, a, a spanking is probably like a hand. Like a little pop-pop? Yeah. Oh. A little, little, no. We, <laughs> <laughs> they used to take us outside. Y'all and, hear and our executive producer. That's our executive producer in the back. Go pick, up, go pick up a branch. Right. Go find a switch. Okay, switch. a switch. Oh, we had a switch. I got, I got with the, the switch. switch in the summertime. Yes, Lord. After you just got finished getting greased up with the userin. But Ooh. then you got smart and knew how to pick the switch so that it breaks. No, but you can't be. Get a flimsy one because no, I I have been told no. uh uh-uh, that's not gonna work. Go get another I know. one. And then you have to go back out and get another right. one. No, yeah. I'll get it. <laughs> so me and my brother, we were like ten, we like nine years apart. Mm-hmm. And so his beatings are a little worse than mine. Mine's seem like, you know, uh I just got off the Amistad and they whoosh. <laughs> I can't. can't take. No, my brother, he, his was a he got beatings. He got beaten. That's what I gotta say it about that. I can't really go in because I don't want to incriminate my father. Uh, <laughs> I love my father to this day. You know, I learned how to love him. Um, but growing up, you know, in that era, we were taught how to be 
men mm-hmm. by a man. Yes. I, I came I came up in the two-parent home, and even the one-parent homes, we were all, like, raised to, to do. This society now is, are weaker by so many factors. Mm-hmm. Such that, as? Such as, like, it's not just the women raising, it's also society raising. Mm. That's what I think. I don't think it's because women have been yeah. raising men. Yeah. Like, this is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But when that but, man used to go and get families all around the city back in the day mm-hmm. and he would leave, that woman was raising that child. Right. So let's not act like this is a new thing with the women raising men. But society now, like, they I have. I agree. I think it's another they component. Have, they have truly empowered women. Yes. Mm-hmm. To the fact that you are independent. Yes. To the fact that. Is that wrong? But you got to understand you're tipping the balance right here. Mm. You're so independent that do you really need a man? Because you said, I'll, yes. t- I'll take yes, the- I Wait, wait. You said, I'll take the lead from a man, but let that motherfucker fuck up. Fuck that nigga. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, trash. Y'all got trash. Like, he ain't lying, though, y'all. y'all will- no, I said, well, he ain't lying. And, well, and y'all are I'm three independent, better. strong women that take less shit. But I mean, because I think now we don't have to. So we talk about this all the time because growing up when my grandma was coming up Mm -hmm. and, you know, even with my mom and them, they put up with a lot of shit. They did. From men because I feel like women were paid less back then. Or they were housewives. Yeah, most women were housewives. They didn't know how to take care of themselves. They couldn't be independent. At least not financially. uh, My grandma was kind of a... She, but, was, uh, she was ahead of her time. Yeah, she had a job. Mm-hmm. But as I say, if she well, didn't, my if she too. didn't have a my job, did not. She liked to be taken right. Care of. If she didn't have a job, my other grandma didn't. So she had to put up with a lot of bullshit. You know, she had to put up with the fact that my grandfather had another family on the other side of town. My other grandma didn't because she had her own coins. Mm-hmm. So I think now because we're making the same amount of money, and in some cases, out earning men, we don't. We still ain't really making the same amount of money they're making. But no, you know, not, but here's the thing though. Here's the thing I'll try to take it to is like the fact that you talk about raising versus nurturing. Yes. And as women, you know, you We can't make, raise men. But you can nurture them. Right. Your men. Not your not your little boys. I'm talking about your men, that men that you, you date. Do you nurture your man? So can I say can I say something about that? <laughs> No, wait. Can I say something about that? So the last guy that let me take I... A, let me take a drink. Yeah, you take a drink. So the last guy that I was dating, he... Well, I even want... Well, that's another story for another day. The last... The last guy who was in my life... What happened to dating? It wasn't dating. I don't it think wasn't. that was an accurate last statement. Guy you was fucking. It was a situationship. <laughs> Hey, can you not put my business in the street, please? I'm sorry. We, <laughs> can you not? I thought that's why we had the fake names here. No. So in any, I'm DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also, we were starting to have a conversation to change our relationship into something more. So in any event, he was in the hospital because he passed out because he was dehydrated. So I was like, "Well, are you okay? now?" Mind you, this was the second time that he had been in the hospital since I've met him. So I was like, well, are you taking care of yourself? Are you drinking more water? Like trying to ask questions to be sympathetic and empathetic to him. And he basically was like, I don't need you to mother me. I don't need you to take care of me. And I was like, oh. Well, well first off, can I, can I take this? Go ahead, you go. Because uh, I'm going to get it next. Uh, first <laughs> tag off. Me, tag me in. After. All right. I just wanted to put out there that y'all was just fucking. 
True. Okay, so there was no real true relationship in there. There wasn't. So, I mean, like, you were, he, you were starting to step over, I guess. Really? Your lines oh. or boundaries oh. were there. I feel like he didn't see you in that light. Okay. Mm. And so, so you not being seen in that light, he's not accepted to your nurturing. Oh, so you have to know what situation to nurture in is what you're saying. I mean, truthfully, to be an adult about it, like if you're in a relationship, you, are you nurturing the person you with? Right. But I'm, I'm going to tag KB in before she figured. Okay. But the thing is, do you think that would have gone a different way had she maybe started off with, how are you doing? And I think we talked. We yeah, had we, did, have, we, we had did an offline conversation. conversation. She went into trying to fix like I she did. went into to fixing mode, which I, I think did. we as independent men, women do. Men don't do like that. that. Men don't like to but be But we fixed. as independent women, we're always thinking of how to problem solve because we have to do things on our own. Right. We have to like yeah. manage households. Right. I, you know, we go into immediate let's solve mode. Right. Whereas I feel like when you're saying nurturing, are you nurturing your man? The first question may have been, are you been, okay? Are you okay? Right. No. I'm oh. going to go back to where so I was at. So matter? You two... Yeah, yeah, but why he told the story if he didn't want to have her? Why would you tell right. the story? That's what I'm he saying. had to have wanted something. Yeah, back. like what did you want? He like, told what a story. Yes. Why but would you tell story him? of what? About of what happened? Story. Right. How he passed out and was in the hospital. Just sharing a story. I mean, like when it came down to it, you when you start stepping in and trying to maneuver things in his life or see something, some type of control in his life, he, he panicked and like, yo, I don't need that. Jay, well, I can I tag you in? <laughs> I just want to tag you in real quick. I just want to ask. Okay. This is our new executive producer, y'all. Welcome, Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Are we agreeing? Yeah. Damn. Uh, We all wrong. What was the question again? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've been sitting over here smacking on these edibles over here. Oh, Oh, my God. Lord, Lord, have mercy. Hey, Callie. Anyway, know that, you know, he didn't, the guy, you don't think this guy really wanted her to... Ask, ask questions. Question? Ask, right. I don't think he wanted her to solve. I just think well, he wanted to ask her. I think a good part of it. Now I'm sitting sitting over here thinking, like in my case, I was in a dual parent home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a very masculine household. My dad okay. was a minister. Mm-hmm. He's a sergeant in the Air Force. Oh wow. Um, raised all boys. I have one older, one younger brother. And out of 11 first cousins, wow. all but one are all men. Wow. Mm, so see, I come yeah. from a very kind of like masculine household. And the reality is, is that men are just not in touch with those feelings. Mm. So mm. I think for me, that is the disconnect. Oh. oh, okay. So, I didn't even think about that. Me either. It's also how you're raised, right? It is. It's, yes. it's a big part of it, and I think that's part of the conversation that people need to have when they're dating. Yes. You need to understand how somebody was Their background raised. on their history. Yeah. Like, I don't think we do enough to try to get to know people. We don't. And it's always sort of like, well... Is the sex good? How much money do you make? Where'd you go to school? Where bullshit. do you live? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead of really trying instead of really trying to get to know people. And this is clearly taking a different turn right? with the initial conversation. But I still feel like this is good information, right? It is. It is. So yeah. but to turn it back, another aspect that we also didn't talk about, but I think is very important when it comes to boys and girls, is when it comes to dating. And interacting with the opposite sex in relationships. So what did you tell your son? Because your son is of age now. 
How did you handle introducing him of what he should do when it comes to women? And have you seen him real life live those things out? Well, first off, my son is the total opposite of me. Uh, he's just That's shy. a good thing. You know what? <laughs> Wait. You, so how did that Kaylee? how did that happen though? Like how did he end up um, being I think that's just generally like who he is. Like, you know, he, he does have my sense of humor. He also has a, a learning disability and a speech problem. So okay. but it's not really that much of a problem. It's just mm-hmm. you know, he sounds different from everybody else. But okay. then, so he So he tends to be quiet. He tends to be quiet, but he interacts with weirdos. Like okay. really introverted kids and everything like that. So he's totally opposite of me. I'm so mad you called them weirdos. Trust they me, probably if are. you ever been around them, you'd be like, these little weirdos. Do you know? I'm, she she I'm, watches... Are uh, you a weirdo? What's that, what's that show she watches? She watches Harry Potter. I am. She's not I, that much of a weirdo. She is, though. You're really not. She keeps saying that, but well, she not. She doesn't. You're really not. You're like a cool weirdo, then. She, you're not like she, a real I weirdo. The weirdos. <laughs> I know the weirdos. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Want, want. Okay. Yeah, no. so, but so you're my, not a weirdo. My son, okay. my son is very introverted. and mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, he's had enough women, strong women in his life who helped nurture him mm-hmm. to be an adult. And also, he had men mm-hmm. in his life to steer him the right way, like teach him how to work. You have to be independent. These are the things you need to do. Um, I've had conversations with my son where I wasn't overbearing. I was I was more nurtured too as a man because mm-hmm. my dad growing up was different. His was like my dad used to yell and throw punches, but it'd be mm-hmm. dead ass wrong. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go, yep, you're right, and then keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I've learned from my childhood not from like positive influence, but also negative. Like, what I, not to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just as an individual. Your situation, uh, Shug, is that your your cousin he hasn't he hasn't been let go. He hasn't kicked out the nest. I yes. told oh, him to let go. No, but so, wait. But here's here's His the thing. Did it? So but here's the, but problem. the problem. I don't though. feel like that should be my responsibility. Is he in your house? He is Boom. in my house. But That's the thing is, is that I feel like it was his parents didn't cut the apron strings. And then it just immediately went from, okay, you're in your parents' house to you're in your aunt's house to now you're in my house. And it's like, when are you going to grow the fuck so up and become... I, I, have, I have had friends who moved in with me and they lived on my dime for a little bit. And I realized that right. I was an enabler. Right. I enabled. And I take full responsibility so for that. So for me to let... And then after I kicked them out, <laughs> they got their shit together. You know what? Because they had to. There was no place mm-hmm. else for them to go. And mm-hmm. the reason why it's harder for me to kick him out is because there's a child involved. Mm-hmm. Although she's not my child, I'm still like, I know her quality of life is going to be affected mm-hmm. because I know this person is not where they need to be and they would not be able to survive. But you didn't give him a chance to show up and show out. What, I what mean, if? What if... We cut our sons off and our, our daughters and so forth. And I think this goes with women, and our male, girls, and yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah. it needs to both. be both. Yeah. Yes. What if... So let me tell you this. And, and maybe this worked from my upbringing. Mm-hmm. My mother told my sister and I, you got to get out when you're 18. Mm-hmm. Right? So we grew up knowing right. we had to leave at 18. Right. Now, some people might think that's harsh. It wasn't harsh. No, we but you're, you're grown. We're grown. We're right. preparing. My job, my role, my, job, my right. role is over. Yes. One thing we never want to do is bring no children back in my mom's house because we saw how she struggled to give us right. a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So why I'm going to bring a child back in your house and have you help me raise and you'd already raised me? Right. I think that's fucking selfish as shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. 
So now back to this, we knew at 18, bitch, we had to go. Right. So guess what? We gonna figure it out because at 18, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. So we can go to college. She didn't, she said, hey, I have a master's degree. What you gonna go do? Mm. She didn't tell me what we needed to do. She didn't tell us we need to go to in this direction. Mm-hmm. We had to figure it out. And mm-hmm. she just wanted us to be better. That was her message, to right. be better. Yes. So what messages are we telling our children to set them up? Right. So right now, y'all might think it's harsh. My child's nine years old. I told her at eight, you got to go in 10 years. No, but I mean, I think that's good because that seed is already planted. The seed right. is planted. The seed is planted. And it's not that you can't come back in here if you really need to. Right. But I'm not going to tell you that up front. Right. right? Because then you're going to think that I okay. can always mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. in here and this door is always open. open. I've done my job. Right. But I also think that your daughter has a good foundation. Or has, has a good foundation and also has good role models in mm-hmm. you and her father. To see what you all have done and what you all have succeeded in doing. But it's easy for these kids today to be super dependent. Yes. Because everything is handed to them. Yes. Oh, girl. Wait. So So, there's a balance there. She gets a lot more than what I had, right? Mm -hmm. But I balance that with you're still going to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. When I challenge your thinking, when we are somewhere in the store and it's a problem, I said, so what you going to do about this? We had horseback riding lessons. She doesn't know how to do the, you know, fix the horse up all the way by herself yet. She just standing on the side. I said, practice has already started. You about to miss a whole lesson. What are you going to do? Cause you don't know how to do all of these things. What steps are you going to take? We're going to stand here and waste a whole practice or you, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. So I want you to start thinking right. and be a problem and solver, be a problem solver because you're not going to always have me. My mama always said, I ain't going to always be with you every day. I'm, right. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. here one day. So I'm a fail as a parent if when I leave this earth and you can't do you can't you do for yourself. Do. Mm-hmm. I feel like I failed. You know what I'm I'm sitting here thinking about as you're talking, like the generation where your cousins in right now is probably fucked. That's it. I don't <laughs> but that's our generation. but it's our generation. Exactly. But exactly. so moving forward, like the next generation after that, how are they gonna be? Because if right. the men I think they fuck too. if the men they in this are. society right now are you have maybe But look, I feel like it's a half of the generation. There's a like in our millennial generation, we gotta split our asses in two. The women are Stronger in your millennial generation, but I know that, a lot of the men that came in that, with me are doing great. No, but like, that's, that's my our age. Like that's my argument. That's not no, everybody. But that's my argument. I me like, and him are not even a year apart, and oh, I'm light well, years. Ahead. I'm light years ahead I mean, of you him. Gotta, you yeah. gotta realize that yeah. you guys are like the beginning. We of are the beginning. Yeah. We're, we're the first, yes. of the first yes. right? The, yeah, because you're tailing off a of generation X. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. That's why I guess we call it zennial because we are. We're that in between. Yes. yes. So our men, the guys that I know that are our right, tailing off the in Generation X because they came across a lot of cats who were more socially conscious, right? More of a, a doer. Yes, yeah, yeah. traditional. They, they were they doers. More, they, more, they care about the community more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where you have like even going into this hip hop, you got these little mumble rappers. You ask them about political affiliations, they're like. See this chain right here, though. This thing means that you know you have no clue. They're not really in depth. Period. Right. Like, yeah, like my son, mm-hmm. my son is a millennial and I raised him as all the positive things that I was raised and took out some of the negative. I mean, yes, I told him I would beat his ass <laughs> if he steps out of line, but he's never stepped out of line for me to beat his ass. Even though I wanted him to, I said, like, ooh, just give me a reason to beat your ass. <laughs> but he never did. You petty. I, 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 I just wanted to pass that along, you know, generation to generation. 
I, I pass it on to my. But people. the question that I have when it comes to my cousin is because I know what kind of stock he comes from. Like his father put the fear of God in him and his brother when they were younger, and they still turn out. And I'm just going to say it, they're fuck boys. Can I say something about that? So I also think, and I have seen this in other places and heard about it with other people. Mm -hmm. I think that some women, when they have boys, raise them to be, to have to rely on them and to not be independent. Like I have a friend who had a friend whose son was like in kindergarten at the time and he did something bad. Like he acted up in school and his father was going to discipline him. And his parents are married. Mm-hmm. And the mother was like, no, you can't touch my child. Like, no, you can't put your hands on him. So, and I'm not saying this is a situation with your cousin, your aunt, uncle. But I think that there are some instances where fathers do try to parent and father and discipline, especially their sons. And the mother is like, no, you can't touch my child. Like, no, you can't discipline him. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do these things. And I'm that happens a lot. I gotta say, and it doesn't just happen in the household. The courts jump on the woman's side wholeheartedly, even mm-hmm. though she could be fucked up. Mm-hmm. They still the mothers her, are always favored. Always favored. Like my son's mom was fucked up. She went to. She, she's been in jail twice. Oh wow. Mm. Uh, her, him, and her, they don't have really a relationship. Like I don't think he's wow. seen her in a while. But like. The courts at the time even gave her back some parental <laughs> right. um, mm-hmm. rights, and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And this is what he, what you have to deal with, like, because she's a mother. Because she's a mother. Yeah. Like I'm a father, and I and most of the guys who I hang with, they all take care of their kids, mm-hmm. and the mothers use their kids as a pawn. Mm-hmm. Now, in your case with your cousin, his father put the fear of God, but. His mother, probably. I was like, somewhere, yeah, somewhere along the way. Beyond coddling, I think she shoved him back up in the womb again. (laughs) Yeah, I do think it's a a coddling thing Mm because I think sometimes some women might even use their child as their. What they missed, maybe mm-hmm. they're not getting it from their husband, so they might use their child as oh, that comfort yeah. zone mm-hmm. for them. Okay. So maybe they're holding them because I do feel like my dad never beat us. Like I guess because we were girls, he never touched us. I want to apologize Same. first because I noticed I told y'all to stop cussing, but I cussed up a whole storm in the last three minutes. It's fine. It's the, I, I we're not. We're never going to stop cussing. I really. He wasn't. He told us to stop cursing. I said, I slow he down. said it was unladylike. No, it was. Un- it was Nigga, like, please. Anyway. <laughs> wait a second. I thought we wasn't even going to use that. I don't use it. You don't I do. But the point is... Gotta African call, King, gotta, please. Gotta call him something. African King, they not please. Kings. You call him with a gesture. I'm talking to you. Are you not no king? I, I'm something of a king. You not no African King? I'm a prince. A prince. Okay, Prince DJ. Well, look, uh, you know... Let me tell you, you got the best executive producer in the house. <laughs> right? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He keeping my glass. Cool. That is not because he doesn't know when she gets drunk. Right. That part. Right. I don't get drunk. I get tipsy. Tipsy is not what you get. Back to okay, it. girl. She back. starts slamming on the table, talking to people in the background. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what I'm saying is that I, my dad never touched me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is. I think it's a As different. Yeah. Oh, so you agree with that? Yeah, I guess so. Because I think he feels like his power is so much yeah. that he might do right. something. But no, even in the fact that that's an example that a woman should never. That's right. true. I didn't even think of him from that standpoint. And my, that sister, is my sister was never beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She saw. She saw us beat. Yeah. Yeah. And then you no. do because maybe you start thinking that it's okay it's for okay. a man to beat right. you. Right. Mm-hmm. My dad did it one time. 
And mm-hmm. I was so young that I don't remember it. But oh, my yeah. mom said something about it. And he was like, he, he hit you one time. And he said he would never do it again. Now, it just, now my daughter's father does spank her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a beat situation. He just like might hit her one time. Right, so like, like, but hey. he doesn't really have to do that to her. Like she listens to his ass before she listens to me. And this shit pisses me off. <laughs> Like it really does Because it's, it's the male Because like, it's the male presence alpha. Right yeah. So it's, it's an interesting I think those relationships Between men and women And girls and boys mm-hmm. It also, almost alternates Because like you say The man is ready To beat his son's ass mm-hmm. The woman is ready To beat their daughter's ass Because right. I know I got my ass beat Yep um, And not in, a, not in an abusive way Right It was out of love But just that in You a, call it that okay. No but just but in it, a You're wrong Let yeah, me correct you It was you. correct you It was yes. never like Because I just want To hit your ass right. It was And we didn't get That many beatings Like guess what We figured it out Real fast Thank you So we ain't had that much Because right. we ain't like it I was a little slow Well my daughter is slow Don't worry about it Lord have mercy But the thing is Thank you Thank you Jay I got the best goddamn executive producer Lord have mercy (laughs) You leave my producer alone Jay get her a bottle of water While you're at it (laughs) Please To even that thing out To to, to even some part of it Wait pause Both of y'all But anyway The point is Is that I do think That there's a switch On both sides Is all I'm kind of Coming with In whole raising of girls and nurturing of boys, I think it really depends on the parent and which sex that even the parent might be, it, it's, and it's, how they're raised. Because, like you said, you took mm-hmm. some things out. I yeah. took some things out that I didn't necessarily like. Oh, thank you. But I kept a lot of those traditional things in when it's come to raising my daughter. But these kids are different. They are. My they daughter are. don't give a shit about a whooping. The, she don't give a shit the, about it. The millennials are different. Yes. Are. What? See, you as a millennial are raising the next generation right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering what can you do. To offset, like how? Because truthfully, right now I feel like these millennial men are soft. They are, and yeah. that's the like reason why I have. What they put on these tight ass pants? But I also feel like I also feel like <laughs> they, they balls get tight. They've been beaten into submission mm. at some point, oh. where I feel like they have been emasculated. Or yes, yes. Uh, enough to where they don't want to be the alpha. They're just okay with letting the woman take care of them. Yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. That. I've noticed guys are okay with you. They want you to pursue them. Yes. They want you to but pay you also, for them. To pay for everything. But you also pursue them. That's the thing. I don't. I don't. Which leaves me lonely. Right. It leaves me lonely because <laughs> there are women who are willing to do that and I'm not. It ain't me, boo-boo. I'm like, you know, if you take me out, I'm okay with, you know, returning the favor. But if you want me to pay for the dates and call you and do all that, I'm not doing that. I'm not returning no favors. I ain't returning no favors on the dates. I'm the prize. Not you. Me. I'm the prize. First off, off, y'all both the prizes. Like, if you're a prize, he has to be a prize, too. Well, that's true. In order to attract my attention. Right. Very true. Exactly. So, you know, I mean. Get us us right, DJ. They don't know. First off, you need to learn how to date. True. Point blank. If we we gonna, need to have a conversation about that. we're going to have a conversation that. about that, that's because, you know, women and women don't know how to be friends first. Right. No, they don't right. know how to set the, set the foundation it's of being. It's immediately so when we fucking. So we fucking in yep. two weeks. That part. Two weeks. Exactly. What's, what, what Uncle What's Steve said, we got three, 30 days, I'll wait. Right. <laughs> Uncle Steve said, wait, I'll wait. It's 90 days. 90? Oh, 
It's three months. You know what? Right. But, but Sheila over here said, you know. But that's right. That. Sheila's exactly going to do it tomorrow, point. though. That's she why we're lonely. Exactly. Because we're trying to wait so 90 if we, days. So if we wait on 90 days, I can I be lonely. fucking somebody else? Hell no. no. Oh, I got I to gotta stay truthful for the whole 90? Yes. Well, you might be by yourself on that one. Already. See? See? And that's why and we that's are why we're where single. we are. But boy, wait a second. That's not why I'm single. Ladies, Lord, what about Ooh. nurturing these these men and raising these yeah, girls? Wait, let's yeah, let's get back to that because you did say something about nurturing. I'm gonna talk to you up close afterwards. Fine, <laughs> about nurturing your man. So, what does that what look, look like? like in your opinion? In my opinion, what does nurturing your man look like? Like being supportive. Some men like to be coddled a little bit. I mean, uh, you have to be. You want me to hold you? Yeah. Basically. You want you want to be nestled in my bosom? Do you so want, we want do you we got to be the big spoon. Sometimes is what you're saying. Sometimes you do. Okay, okay. I can you know do that. If y'all into this, into this together, like he's going, he's giving you his soft parts. Yes, I hope he, so. He should be. He should right, be right. right. If you were truly in a relationship, y'all both are giving. Yes, like he doesn't have to be the strong one all the time. Right. Like put some on me a little bit. I can. Right, I can you know, do it. I won't break. Because if I'm over here pulling you, I'm I'm still doing this by myself. Myself, right, and pulling you too now. Now, now you're dead weight. weight, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a runner. Uh, you are. Lord have mercy. We've, Lord, talked about, we've talked about that. No. <laughs> What? What happened? No. What? I'm saying. Oh, we can't be coming for KB. I'm not coming. I feel like, I feel like I've, I've, I've gotten come for. Like, girl, like, like he, she hanged for your neck, dog. Hey, both of them. They <laughs> did. <laughs> really, this one. Yeah. Both of them. You're right. I'm with you. That's yeah. why I was like, it's just Yo. <laughs> like, what are we doing? They, they don't put this shit out like I'm fucking everybody. I just saw right. it with the I don't fuck everybody. Let's put a memo out here. No, she you don't. really don't. I'm selected with my dick. Yes, you recycle. We got She you. recycles. We I don't. Recycle. That's nah, it. Now, sugar on the other hand. Yeah. I had my whole face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ain't had no whole face. Ever? Nah. I have, too. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. We're off topic, people. This I'm is sorry. Off topic. So this is We got to go back to that. All right. So what's our consensus then when it comes to... I think, I think that it's a nurturing and, and raising <laughs> on both ends, depending on the parent. It needs I think to be a balance. To, it needs to be a balance, and I think we have to be conscientious of it, too. Yeah. It needs to be a And I think it's good to get input of what the men are being told. Because you you right. raising your daughter, like right. me. Right. I need to understand what you are DJ teaching are your tell, son. teaching your son yep. so I can balance that. So I think right. conversations between parents needs to happen. Needs to happen to yes. understand that. Because I need to understand what your thoughts are. They're similar to mine. Okay. We was raised a certain way. We picked and choose. And I think our parents did the same thing. They probably right. picked and choose things that they liked. That their parents did. did. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's universal. Right. But then now, how do we take it to the next level? We're preparing for men that are coming out that are not as independent. Right. And how do I raise my child understanding that? So how do you, like, in a discussion, do you have a discussion with your parents and your grandparents prior to raising your children? Like, that whole generation mm-hmm. line should be having discussions my, more than just, yes. you know, two co-parents. Having discussions. Like, if I have a discussion, I have it with my parents. And I have it, I have talked and learned from my grandparents and stuff like that. Like, you bring the traditions along you. with you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think some traditions got to die. I do say I some had those do. conversations with my mother, mm-hmm. not so much with my grandmother, just because I think she was raised in such a different time. But still, but in, you, in it some still of that might want to keep some of that, no, though. No, I don't want to keep that shit. You don't even know. There might be some no, things you want to. Nothing? <laughs> Lord, 
So well, I know my grandmother. She they used to they came from a very classy generation mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter if they didn't have right. a dime. You didn't know it. They still look, look you good. Still amazing. Look yeah, it's certain things I'm gonna take away that I already know. And, right. And, and you know what? They kept they kept the family tight. Right. Mm-hmm. This this generation does not have a tightness. Do they don't at we all. Look, we looked out. Uh, for other family members, like we had other family members living with people, us. At people that time. to this day still come to my granny house to eat. Like you know, you can come to my granny house and mm-hmm. get a plate, at even if table. you at the table, even if you not family, you can come to my granny house and eat, even to this day. But right. here's the thing: that generation also ate together. Yeah, they did. We yeah. don't. I'm trying to do that. I, I noticed that I wasn't doing it with my daughter. So I was trying to make this conscientious decision to like sit down with her at the table and eat. And mm-hmm. we've been doing it now for mm-hmm. like two months mm-hmm. or three months. I think I started to like three months ago, but I noticed I was not doing it. Right. And it was something that I was like, okay, even though I want to run and, you know, wash Watch dishes TV. and clean up, mm-hmm. I have to consciously tell myself, sit down and eat at the table with her. Mm-hmm. And talk. Yeah. And talk. Oh, yes. For sure. yes. Yeah. Yes. We got rid of the electronics at the table. I yes. was letting her do electronics at the table. we get rid of that on the podcast because, you know, some people. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. people be distracted. I know. Seriously, I'm not, I'm not pointing. I'm in the conversation. They're talking about me. I really audience. wasn't. I, nobody said your name. Oh, you just told on yourself. That's fine. The They're talking about me. You so, should for calling their ass out because they was. Thank who was you. they? Yourself. <laughs> 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 I did call sign. <laughs> you did. Why? And y'all, the two main ones. Uh, no. See, um, African Queen. So actually, this is part of the next segment. So okay. I'm just trying to get ready. Mm. Because I also, because I know we're going to wrap this up, but I think we should do this again because I really want to have the conversation where it relates more so to relationships and dating. Yeah, because I, I didn't even, I completely missed that part right. when I was thinking well, about this. Podcast so this is... I'm sorry. So, so, so in any event, we just this is definitely going to be a part on. two. We don't. We can okay. have somebody else. Well, you got Jimmy Got Soul over here. Jimmy You're not gonna do you that gonna to talk my about Jay. You're not gonna do Jay like that. Cheers, cheers. Mm-hmm. These two alcoholics. Mm-hmm. So in any event, there, there's, there's a definition for alcoholism, and we don't have it. We don't. Thanks. Y'all don't. We don't meet the criteria. But these two people that like to drink alcohol. <laughs> So any of it, we want to thank DJ and Jay yes. for being our guests for this discussion. We're definitely going to do a part two because I want to talk more so how it relates to dating and relationships. Let's not say a part two. Let's just say we're going to have a We're going to continue the conversation. Yeah, because, you know, people are not looking out for part two. Let's, let's have a whole discussion just for that. Mm. Let's really unpack that. Mm. Okay, DJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> In any event, so for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, so we all know Harry Belafonte, correct? Of course. I love him. Icon. Dale. Oh, y'all not going to say with me? asking us questions. We already know the answer to Okay, it. so in any event, Harry Belafonte is going to turn 93 years old this year. Wow. 93. And there is going to be a star-studded celebration for him at the Apollo Theater on March the 1st. Ooh. So tickets are on go. sale now. We need to go. I so, go. yeah, so... Um, if you want to celebrate him It's a Sunday For his birthday Yes it is a Sunday okay. So be on the lookout for that I hope they televise it But if not If you're in New York by chance Around the 1st of March You should definitely buy your tickets 
to celebrate the birthday of Harry Belafonte. So some of the performers will actually be Common, Maxwell, Sheila E., Macy mm. Gray, and Talib Kweli. They're definitely um, televising that one. Got to. They have to. Mm, I don't know. Yes. So, well, they might. Well, if not, we'll try to be there so we can You're be right. in the audience. You don't come with us, Jay? Yes. DJ, you don't come with us? No, somebody was distracted because they were on their phone. Oop. Oh, womp, womp. I thought we were wrapping it up. My fault. I was already off to the next day. Okay. Um, that's around my birthday weekend. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I think I do have to work though. Oh, gosh. Well, look at your schedule. We'll figure it out. So in any event, thanks again to our guests for being here today. To connect with us on social media, you can find us at Fem Noir Files on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To listen to all of our amazing episodes, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Thank you all for joining us. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!